I think this is a great opportunity if you are a small business to take it to your accounting firm and say, hey, look, I heard about this thing called BotKeeper. They can help you do your job faster so that then we can spend more time talking, not just you reconciling, right? Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Can artificial intelligence enhance your accounting practice? Yes, it can. And one solution is BotKeeper. In less than five years, the BotKeeper solution has become the highest quality bookkeeping solution in the marketplace. Now, BotKeeper combines artificial intelligence and machine learning technology with high quality skilled accountants to deliver a full suite of bookkeeping and pre-accounting solutions to accounting firms and their clients. Now, this is not an advertisement for BotKeeper because my guest today is the VP of strategy with BotKeeper and a friend of the podcast, Jody Paydar. Jody's the author of The Radical CPA, New Rules for the Future Ready Firm, a book that sparked a movement within the accounting profession focused on four tenets, cloud technology, social business, value pricing, and process. She is a regular contributor to a number of industry publications, including CPA Trendlines and Accounting Today, where she offers practical tips and advice on running the next generation firm. Jody has been named by Accounting Today as among the top 100 most influential in the profession for the last five years and was named as one of the 2015 top 10 money and finance writers on LinkedIn's inaugural top voices list. She has written for Forbes, where she is named as one of the top 100 must follow tax Twitter feeds, a regular contributor to Intuit's QuickBooks blog, and has been interviewed by Inc., International Business Times, and CNN Money. Our conversation will focus on her new role as VP of Strategy at Botkeeper and what she sees for the future of the profession as it relates to this new technology, amongst others. Now, before we get to the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, 
Imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the view with Jody Paydar. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, I have a three-peter. That's right. We have a we have a three-peter to my podcast today. And my very special guest is this is her third time on the show, is Miss Jody Paydar. And Jody, welcome again to the show. Great to see you. You've got a lot of great news to share with myself as well as my audience. I do. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yes, again. You're again. in you're in great company. You're in the same company with Greg Condorachi, Carl Ulrich, Clark Price, Bob Dean. And um I'm I'm sure we'll add more to the three P club uh, as I mean, I've been doing this almost for four years. This is crazy. Wow. But my mother did tell me when I was a kid I had a face for radio, so I guess that's why I've lasted so long. <laughs> so I've known you for a while. You've got a boutique firm in Chicago, and you have done some really innovative things with your firm and how you've designed it. And then I get this press release or something, and it says you're now the chief strategist at a company called Botkeeper? Yeah, so um, I accepted a position. I am vice president of strategy at Botkeeper. And what Botkeeper is, is it's automated bookkeeping um, with a human touch, right? So if you think about artificial intelligence and bots, I know the last couple times on, <laughs> Peter, it's your favorite. We're, we're going back to the bots, right? Hey, hey but, but I think I've gotten better. Actually, I was explaining to somebody that I wanted to interview, and I said, she's the one who's been beating me over the head for years about bots and bots and bots. <laughs> right. So so the bots, Botkeeper, get it, right? Um, they do essentially bookkeeping. So the computer is doing the bookkeeping and then they have a human eye on every transaction. Um, and so, but what's really cool about um, me joining their team is truly their focus now to accounting professionals. So, um, you know, originally they, they went out and they were really kind of direct to market, small businesses. Then they found that um, accountants needed this service more even than small businesses. And now their bots are helping accounting firms do bookkeeping. So um, it's pretty cool because it's hard for accounting firms to find talent. So now those bots can do that work for them. So that's your sole, so that's your sole focus right now is getting, getting Botkeeper into accounting firms. Yes. Helping, helping accountants utilize the Botkeeper technology to do all the accounting work that's in their firm that traditionally has been done, um, I would say, by new hires or by um, the bookkeepers who have been around for a while. And they're having a hard time either hiring people 
or their bookkeepers are retiring and there's nobody to do that work. And so the bots come in and really make, um, make the uh, kind of that repetitive work um, easy to get done and finished so that the accountant or the CPA can come on top of it right. and do higher level advisory and um, tax planning and the, all the cool stuff, right? Because now we're not spending so much time just getting the work done. It's already in and reconciled. Now the accountant or the CPA just comes in on top, can review the work and can actually do advisory, which is what everybody tells us we should be doing, but we spend way too much time trying to get the numbers just right. Right. We, we, we tend to be perfectionists in that way. And we love swimming in data and, and numbers right. and, and things like that. But but now we have to become better communicators and we've talked about that, that a lot. So I, I'm thinking about my firm, the, the CPA that I hired to do my bookkeeping because I am the accidental accountant, right. which means I shouldn't be doing it. I think actually the, the, the professionals put a restraining order out on me never to touch anything technical. I can talk leadership, but the restraining order keeps me 500 <laughs> feet away from the, the, the technical uh, uh, stuff that accountants do. But I know that this, the, the firm that I use, I know they're still doing it by hand. And I know that I'm sending statements and I know that I'm doing all, and I'm going, please. And actually, I am going to send them a, a link to this episode when it goes live to, to uh, leadership is changing a bit. That one's semi-retiring and brought the other partners taking more of a control and they go, you guys got to move in this direction. I mean, it's just oh, it's absolutely. Painful. Absolutely, because you as the business owner don't want to think about it, right? right? And so you just want to offload that work. But if the accounting firm has a technology like BotKeeper, then they can do more of that work faster. So then, then they can get back to being CPAs, right? They can do more advisory work, do other stuff. Or I always say, everyone says, oh, the bots are going to take their jobs. I always say, how about you leave at five o'clock? To me, that's, <laughs> to me, it's not about jobs. How about like during tax season, you leave at five o'clock? Maybe that's like the goal. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> wow. But that was one of the questions I was going to ask. I, I mean, with any type of uh, uh, bringing a bot in, some jobs potentially could be lost or maybe restructured with, within the firm. What are you seeing from your clients now when, when, you, when you've brought the, the bot in and, and, and had it integrated into their system? They love, it, they love it. They, they love, love it, it because from a CPA firm perspective, um, A, we can't find talent. So it's not even like we're, we're taking away people's jobs. We can't hire people to do the work. Okay. Um, B, the people who are doing the work are now freed up to do other work, to do more thought work, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about an accountant's workload, Maybe 80% of what they do is repetitive in nature, right, of transactions. Right, so right, now right. That, that accountant only has to look at 20 transactions out of 100, out of 100 transactions, right? right? So they get to do the more complicated stuff, the uh, client-facing stuff, the interaction stuff, all of that, and, and feel good about it as opposed to like, you know, just trying to slug through all that data to get to a number and then have a client call and be tired. So, right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. truly that that's where it helps. Right. So it alleviates a lot of the work, especially during the compressed season for the accountants. So they're happy. They, they want to buy the bots. They're, they're interested in them and yeah, it's going good. It's exciting. Cool. So, so how old is the company? <laughs> so <laughs> that was a trick question. I think maybe four years. I, I, maybe I need to check on that, but do a fact check on that. But it's been around for a few years. But realistically, I joined 
as a customer about 20 months ago and started using these bots in my firm and saw the impact that they had mm-hmm. and was like, oh my God, I need more, right? And how, how, do I, <laughs> how, how do I get involved in this? What else do I do, right? And so, but for the last, really, I would say six months or so, they're all in on the accounting channel saying, um, you know, accounting firms are who we want to serve. How can we serve them better? What do they need? And how can we help them do their jobs better? Which is very different than their competitors in the marketplace. So when you look at the um, competitors who would be considered technology AI companies, Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at the pilots and the scale factors um, in De Niro. All of those companies are going direct to market and competing directly against CPA firms. And the bots have said, no, we're not going to compete against CPAs. We're going to be the technology company for CPA firms, which is pretty cool because like, you know how much I love the CPA profession and and like, that's like, I don't want us to be taken over. What I want to do is I want to have the technology to have us do our jobs better. And quite honestly, they can't take us over because they're like, bots aren't going to replace that personal piece. (laughs) Right. No, that's one thing that a a bot can't collaborate. It can't really communicate and it it can't be creative. And that's where the strength of, of, of our value is to, to our, to our clients and customers. So how did, I mean, what were, were, what was the founder I was just sitting around one day going, I'm frustrated with bookkeeping. Let's see if we can automate this thing. Cause there had to be some point of, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. So this is, it's actually a really good story. So Enrico, who is now my CEO, who is 31 years old. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, oh, man. I'm almost. I am almost twice his age. Right, my nephew is his age, so that's why I come <laughs> in. I'm like, okay, but uh, he founded and sold his first company when he was in college. So he was 22 when he sold his first okay. company, and his first company was some sort of automated lighting company that like sold lights to like large corporations and like turned them on and off. And I really, this is probably <laughs> again some. Uh, some PR stuff that I need to catch up on, but I don't really understand what it exactly did. But basically he built it while he was in college and he sold it while he was in college at 22. And then, um, but while he sold it, one of the things um, that he had, he struggled with was keeping his financials up to date while he was building this fast growing company. Mm. And, and mm. it was essentially keeping the bookkeeping up to date. So when he left this company or when he exited, He was like, oh, I think I'm going to learn bookkeeping so I can figure out the math around it. Who does that? One guy, (laughs) one guy. (laughs) So, so thank God he did. (laughs) Right. So anyway, so then he um, joined and he started up essentially a bookkeeping company to learn how to do the bookkeeping so that he could then do the math to figure out how to tell the computer how to do the bookkeeping which is essentially how Botkeeper was born. So um, it was a problem that he was solving for that, you know, as an entrepreneur, it almost put him out of business, um, his finances being kept up. And so then he said, okay, like I'm going to solve for this problem. And he took his math skills and he figured out how to tell the computer to do bookkeeping, which actually makes a lot of sense because guess what? Wasn't a CPA. And, and I uh, think that's really uh, important. Yeah. It was a different frame yeah. of looking at a problem and solving for it very differently than a CPA would solve for it. And exactly. he reinvented like the bookkeeping, right? So it's pretty cool. 
That is brilliant because he, he's coming from a business owner and his frustration versus the CPA would not see a lot of those. Right. And a math and a math background. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a quant. I didn't know what that was either. Do you know what that is? Yeah, somebody who does quantitative analysis. Okay, right. I didn't. So Am I, I did, right? Yeah, it is. But I didn't know what that was either. <laughs> like, I'm learning all these new things. It's a math. It's math and science and analytics. And so it's data analytics, really. I think I heard that, that term quant when I was watching an episode of Billions. That was that's probably mm-hmm. the only reason why I know. That's totally, that's totally what she is. The, uh, the woman on Billions is, she's the one who is a quant. Yeah, and they they go to interview them and everything, and I can't think of her name because I love billions too. Hey, I, I I used to watch it religiously, and I've kind of dropped away from it. I got I got to revisit it again. So interesting perspective how he goes in to do this. I I have to imagine. Well, let me back up. You said that you're for you, you got you and you get addicted to bots. I, said, I need more bots. You said I need more bots. So obviously they're doing these bots are doing more than just bookkeeping, correct? No, so what the bots are doing is bookkeeping, but what happens is is they free your team up to do other stuff. So it's pretty cool. Okay. So that's why. And then what happens is is once you see what they can do, they're they're just intriguing because it's like, oh well, what else can I automate? Right. So then, you know, your mind goes crazy. But not just in botkeeper bots, right? There's bots coming in all over the place in right. CPA firms, right? So botkeeper is one piece of it. Mm-hmm. But if you look out there are a lot of other uh, uh, technologies that are coming into the accounting space that are doing similar things with data. Okay. So if because when I think of, of bookkeeping services, I, I primarily think of maybe small businesses, medium-sized business that, you know, they don't really have a big accounting staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, these businesses, and, and now that, but they, they do have a firm, that maybe does the audit, the tax work, whatever. So now they're taking over that role for them and it's being done in seconds, minutes versus hours. Um, And, and, but does, because I'm just want to understand botkeeper, they're focused primarily in the bookkeeping aspect versus an area of like, of, of reconciliation of, of vendors or or supplier reconciliation. So so they would do that too because okay. they say it's bookkeeping with a human touch, right? So the idea is is that everything has to get into a GL and reconciled to start, right? Right. And then there's additional services that can get potentially added on ARAP, all the other things that bookkeepers do. Okay. But the idea is with the go with the go to market to CPA firms, right? The CPA is going to own that relationship with the client, right? Mm-hmm. Botkeeper is just going to be the technology under it. They, The client may or may not even know that Botkeeper is doing the books, depending on what the mm-hmm. firm wants to share, right? So right. you, I know you, you were talking to me about how your CPA firm, you know, you thought was a little bit old school. Um, they may buy the bots and you might not even know that they're doing the bookkeeping. Oh yeah, I will. Yes, I will. You know how I will? You know how I will? How will I? Because I won't, I won't get the email. Uh, can you uh, send me three months worth of your, uh, your statement so we can reconcile them? So if that goes away, I know they're using right. 
<laughs> right. So so we still have a bank login issue. And I say that because because of security and everything like that, right. you know, you still have to have some sort of communication with your client to give access to that data. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's right. not a bad thing. That's just reality in the way we live in the world. But if you're using something like QuickBooks Online and it's pulling in data feeds, it's the same idea, the exact same idea. Yeah, I, that's what I, I use QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online. I am pulling that information from the bank, from credit cards and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, and your accountant still doesn't, your accountant still, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I still get, yeah, I, 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 get the, I get the call. And then there's, there's times in my business when I'm really so busy that I don't pay attention. And I always, right. I'm the excellent, I always have a mistake or something. And it seems it takes us forever to unwind it, uh, figure it out. And I'm assuming that in those situations, since it's automated with the human touch, finding those errors are quicker than old school ways? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's in real time. And depending, like what's pretty cool is, is you can actually allow the bot to talk directly to your client for requests. So if, if let's say, um, instead of emailing you for mm-hmm. that bank statement, or I don't even want to ask for substantiation, right? So let's say you wrote a check mm-hmm. and the check um, was to some weird vendor that they don't know. It's not easy because remember, the computer's only going to know repetitive kinds of things. Right, so if right, it's right. this really unique thing, the bot's not going to know it. Within the BotKeeper platform, it would it would ping you and say, hey, Peter, can you check this out and get back to me? And mm. it would leave it there, so then then you could respond to it. Okay, so just so I have this understanding. So when you bring on a new CPA firm to use your product, how much time do you guys spend teaching the bot about the firm and that learning process? Because it's not just a plug and play. So <laughs> that so actually. I don't want to say it is, but it kind of is. Oh, really? So, and the reason I say that is because basically they have they do have a whole onboarding process, right, to get the firm's clients up and running. Right. But you have the ability to train that bot for that client. So let's say you know you have ABC company; mm-hmm. they have an onboarding specialist who would onboard that client within the CPA firm. And they could do, if they have all the bank credentials and logins, um, the record for, (laughs) this is kind of crazy, the record for Catherine, she could do 19 onboardings in a day. What? Yeah. So so Catherine is one of the customer success team. So, So she would work with the CPA and she would get those 19 accounts transferred over to BotKeeper in a day, which is crazy to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how quickly they go if you have all the information. Now, like everything else, I wouldn't say it's the the hangups usually aren't because of the bots. The hangups are because like you have to get something from the client and the client isn't available. Do you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't go away. Bots don't take that away. Oh. But if you have all that information, then the bot keeper team can really um, get you up pretty pretty quickly. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if they could figure out how to do that? <laughs> get rid of the back, the bots could get rid of the back and forth and just Right, that's yeah. the, right, exactly. That yeah. the, that's the million dollar question or whatever, right? Right, right. So, 
I, I, I assume that, that this organization is growing rapidly. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, 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 I think when you were, we were talking before, you said that you're hiring. Yeah, we're hiring a ton. So a ton. A ton. So a mind ton. you, <laughs> uh, so mind you, they had, so last year, they received a $20 million investment from Google. Well, it's Gradient Ventures, but Google okay. so is investing in this, right? Which is kind of cool. Right, that's really um, cool. So when you get $20 million, guess what you have to do? Spend it. You have to spend it, right? You, <laughs> right. Have, to, you have to hire people to continue to grow because it's right. a, it's a crazy growth curve, right? right? And so they are hiring. And again, what's really cool is they're looking um, to help CPAs. So they're hiring a lot of accountants and CPAs to work with the technology to serve the CPA firms, which again is pretty cool. So like you could be a CPA like I am inside of a technology company still serving the profession, which I think is really special. And that was that was one of my whys, right? Like I'm really connected to my why. And that was one of the the special things about why I wanted to join Botkeepers because I didn't want to just join a technology company. I joined a technology company that was dedicated to serving our profession. Because if you think about it, tech is going to change what a CPA or an accountant does. Tech is definitely going to have an impact on what we do in the future. Now we can either sit and wait for it to take us over, which it's still going to be a little time, or we can be proactively engaged with the technology to help the technology serve us better. And quite honestly, that's what's pretty cool about my role at Botkeeper. My number one goal for the next six months is called CPA love. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) CPA love. Okay. CPA love. So, so that's my strategy. It's helping the botkeeper culture really understand the customer of a CPA, understand a CPA's needs, understand what they want, what their expectations are, all of that stuff internally and externally, right? So internally helping the culture really get used to that customer and what that looks like because that CPA customer is very different than a small business com- customer, right? right? right, right and then right. externally externally giving all my love to CPAs, which I kind of already do as the radical CPA, but teaching the CPAs about the technology and how to use the technology and how they're going to impact their jobs and what they need to do and and how the technology is going to impact the firm and get the firm so that the firm is comfortable with new technology just because like kind of that evangelist role because you know, new technology is scary to some people and they just have to get comfortable. So it's my job to be that CPA love so that everybody knows why they should love a bot and why the bot should love CPAs. So do you have that on your business card, CPA love? (laughs) (laughs) Why would it go with radical CPA? Totally goes, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The, The radical bot CPA, CPA love. By Jody Paydar. That's the, that's the title of your next book. It's hashtag CPA love. Yeah, hashtag CPA love. <laughs> so, uh, um, where do you where do you see your your? I mean, your growth in the firms, and and but do you envision that? What percent of the market do you think within five years that you will have of CPA firms adopting? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. That you didn't 100%. even has you didn't even hesitate. A hundred percent. I think it's going to go faster than people realize. And I don't think they should be scared of it. I think they should be embracing it because when the bots can free you up from doing that 
grunt work mm-hmm. and all the CPAs are retiring anyways and you can't replace them. Like there, there just isn't the people to replace doing the work that we're supposed to be doing. It, it's a no brainer. Interesting. So let me tell you why I think it's why yeah. I joined and why yeah. I think I would even say why I joined even before. So I technically started, you know, this year, right? Right. Technically. Technically. <laughs> technically. But 20 months ago when I met Enrico and we started talking about the bot, what I saw as my vision and why I knew that it was going to be a game changer to the marketplace was because you don't have to learn this technology. And that's what people don't understand. It's not like Excel where you have to learn how to do it, right? (laughs) Like it's not a technology that you learn. It's a technology that you use. So that's really different and all the technologies that we've been exposed to the last 20 years, right? Everything we've always had to learn the technology and then, oh my God, we learned the technology and it doesn't work any better. And it's, it's hard for us to do things. When you look at artificial intelligence and bots, yes, the bots get trained, but you're not learning technology. Truly, the platform they use is pretty simple to use. It's really more of a communication tool than it is anything else, mm-hmm. kind of a workflow tool. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I have to learn how to train a bot and there's some complex programming method. Artificial intelligence, the engineers do that part. All you do is submit documents, connect be- bank feeds, and it comes back done. And that's that's a big difference. And that's why people don't understand how big of an impact it's going to have to their firm. Because all these old school firms who have been slow to adopt the cloud and the technology is holding them back because they're mm-hmm. afraid of the computer, the computer really has no, it, it has no impact. It's like saying, how do you do Uber? Well, you press the button, right? Like you right. don't know right. how the car gets you, gets to you and nor right. do you really care. Right. You just right. care right. that they get to the right corner, right? Right. right. <laughs> And so that's that's what the bots will do for your firm. And that's what people don't understand. And they don't understand why it's such a game-changing technology. So I remember the question I was going to ask along these, along these lines. In your market, what size firm is the, is the largest? Or, or I, 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 so I, We're I'm, looking at top 15 firms now are buying us. So we're all the way up. And all, firms as small as my firm are buying it. So it goes all the way across. It goes all the way across the board. So the bot brain itself, right now it connects to QBO and zero. But the brain, like the computer part of it, eventually will be able to connect to potentially any ERP or any accounting system that you want. But what people don't realize is, is that even those really big accounting firms that are top 15, top 20, yeah. are really a bunch of mergers and acquisitions of a lot of little firms. And so mm-hmm. they actually have quite a bit of, I'll say, old school write-up work or old school work that would be potentially QBO mm-hmm. that the big firms don't like to say that they have small clients, but they do. Believe me, mm-hmm. they do. Um, and so it can serve all those clients even today. But then moving forward, eventually, if it's a cloud-based ERP, the bots could potentially connect to it. The brain, the bot brain. And just for, for those in the audience, when Jody says QBO, she's saying QuickBooks. QuickBooks Online. Quick QuickBooks Online, right. Not right. desktop. Right, and, and zero. And zero. That's so any cloud, yeah, any <laughs> cloud-based accounting software. Okay, any cloud-based accounting software. So right now it works with those two, but there's more, they'll be able to adapt 
more of the cloud-based? Right. Uh, they could connect to Sage and Tech. They could mm-hmm. connect to any of the other NetSuite, any of those. They just haven't yet because, you know, mm-hmm. they're starting here with the intention that they'll grow. Okay, so you just blew me away when you said you're already doing work for the top 15 because I was thinking they'd already had figured that out. But I guess they're more concerned about uh, um, Watson-ish types of with dumping GL systems and, and with the audit side of the business versus the bookkeeping aspect. No, so the reason we're doing business with the top 15 firms, and I will say even we have multiple top 100 firms now, but the reason being is is because in order to program these bots, it takes a lot of money. And these engineers are expensive. You know, it's like expensive. So it's very expensive for an accounting firm to take the millions of dollars to invest, to build the bot, to make Mm -hmm. it. So you kind of need an outside tech company to do that. Now they'll say maybe, you know, that they can, but to do it, it's better to have all these accounting firms put money in and tech company underwriting it to scale it across all the firms than it is for one firm to invest the millions that would take to build it for just that firm. So maybe PwC is building their own bots or KPMG Mm. would build their own bots, but everybody who's not a big four, it's too expensive. And, right. and the other thing is, is what engineer wants to go build a bot for an accounting firm? They all want to work for a tech startup, right? <laughs> <laughs> Think about the talent, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's well put. That, that's well put. <laughs> so what, what haven't you shared about BotKeeper that this audience really needs to know? Because, you know, wh- whether you're a business owner who works with a CPA firm, and if you're not having them do this work for you, then you need to talk to your CPA firm to... Absolutely. To say, hey, look at this. Right. Look at the opportunity. So I think the big thing is, is it gives your CPA. And and I think this is important too, because what pushed QBO or QuickBooks Online to get popular is it was customer driven. It wasn't that the CPAs were introducing it to their clients. It was the customers were coming into their firm saying, I want to work in the cloud. I want to do real time. Mm-hmm. Help me do this, right? So I think this is a great opportunity if you are a small business to take it to your accounting firm and say, hey, look, I heard about this thing called BotKeeper. They can help you do your job faster so that then we can spend more time talking, not just you reconciling, right? right so right. we can actually, I'll say, upgrade that relationship, right? Which is kind of cool. Outstanding. I, I mean, I love this stuff. I, I know you've been you've been patient with me and teaching me about bots and stuff, and and, and I'm getting better at that understanding. But I, I I love the fact that we are we are there now. Right. That simple repetitive tasks within our professions now being taken care of, so we can free up the time to do so, bigger and better things. So so the thing for me about the radical CPA, and I think this is to come back, like you interviewed me about both of my books, but my second book, I talk about artificial intelligence and I Mm -hmm. talk about a transformation that a CPA firm needs to make. When you insert a technology like BotKeeper, and this was one of the things, again, that really attracted me to BotKeeper, that transformation that happens to a CPA firm can now take three or four months, not three years. And that's what's making, that's what's pushing it, right? That's what's making 
the change so exponential. Whereas before, just adopting plain old cloud technology, yeah, it's going to transform your firm, but it's going to take a couple of years. There's a lot of change management, blah, blah, blah. When you insert something like BotKeeper, it changes that much quicker. Think about how quickly Uber caught on. Right, right. right. That's the disruption. That's why it's disruptive. That's why they say there's exponential change, right? And Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's exciting, right? Like, and think about all the money coming into our space. Like, we haven't been this innovative in so long. It's just like, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah. I I mean, uh, innovation was bringing in Excel, I think. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Innovation was... was Oh, they got rid of Lotus 1, 2, 3, right? That was the innovation. (laughs) Right. And Quattro Pro and all this. But 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 you know that mo- most CPAs, when I ask this question, they also at least seventy percent of the audience still has their ten key on their desk. All right, with, so I with, still have my ten key too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you, does that does it have tape in it? It no, it doesn't have tape. Just because I haven't like gotten into like the <laughs> supply room to refill it. <laughs> I, I love my 10 key. I know you, like I, you, well, you can't, you can hear it. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of heavy. It sounds. Yeah. I, I, the, the, a lot of, they just can't let, let, let go. And, and when the technology woman still has hers. So, <laughs> so again, I think, I, I think it's important to think about, you know, I told the story of how Enrico's 31 and right. he looked at solving this problem completely different right. than an accountant would, right? right? That's disruptive, right? Right. And, and so I think that's important to think about because prior CPAs only had to worry about the CPA down the block or the CPA in the next city developing something right. to compete with them. This is something totally new, totally different than the CPA around the corner who's going to um, create something. And and so to me, that's what's like like cool about it because that there's a new way of looking at a problem to solve it. And um, yeah, and to me, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, and you said something that I think it's something that the CPA doesn't have to learn how to do. Right. They just oh. need to, they don't need to know how it works. It's somebody else is taking care of it. They just need to be able to understand the output or the dashboard or whatever the information is so they can react to it. Right, totally. I mean, truly what our dashboard does is it facilitates the movement of data, right? That's right now, it's just a matter of how do we get you the information to the bots for the bots to need or read. So think of it more like a it's not more, it's more than a scanner, but do you know what I mean? Like somehow you have to get that information to them. Right. But it's much more than just creating a, a, a bunch of macros in Excel. Correct. Absolutely. This is a much. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a, it's a program. I mean, it's, yeah. well, it's a dashboard. You log into it and it has all the things you need. Well, as, as we begin to wrap this up, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. When, when I saw that you did this, I, 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 like I said, I shared when, when, you introduced me to Rico uh, at the MACPA Summit dinner that night. I just, in talking, I just went, I think she's, she's this is in her sweet spot, big time. Yeah. And and I, I'm so happy for you that, I mean, okay, uh, my audience, does she have any passion in her voice for this at all? <laughs> I mean, come on. This, I mean, you, this just comes right through the, the microphone. So, the passion and, and, and excitement that you have for this. 
Yeah. So can I tell you a funny, it's a pretty funny story. I so funny. I, have, I haven't told it yet on the air. So okay. I thought this was really interesting. So if you, if you know my history, right, I've been around for 25 years. It's not like, um, cause a lot of people don't realize how many years that I've been in the accounting <laughs> business. Um, but you know, the first partners that I worked for were all, and have traditionally been boomer males, right? That's right. just the profession as right. a whole. And that's, you know, my typical, that's been my boss for the last, well, I'll yeah. say boss, but my peer, right? Right, right. So um, start my new job, go into the new office, and Eminem is blasting. And Enrico walks in in the morning and he says, good morning, Mrs. Paydar. <laughs> and I, he was like, Mrs. Paydar, who's that? But my mother's not here. <laughs> and I just about died. And it was so funny to me because for me, the mental shift of like being used to working for that boomer who's always been no, no, no to right. working for the next generation who's saying, how do we exploit it? How do we change it? How do we look towards it? It's just been, you know, exciting. And so I, I think it's a funny story that my new boss listens to Eminem. But <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was representative of like this new world that I just walked into. And obviously I'm still adjusting and there's a lot going on. But I thought that was, I thought that was pretty um, an interesting uh, point of reference that I don't think most CPAs can even fathom. Oh, I agree. <laughs> and you, you raise a point now. I'm, we're having this conversation. You're in your office. There's a beautiful picture of a cow. Mm -hmm. Did you did you paint that? No, but okay. Yeah. And, and but are you in Chicago or are you in Boston? No, I'm in Chicago. So we're yeah. remote. I'm going right. to be remote. I mean, like I'll travel if I need to. But no, my my office is in Chicago, and it's going to be in Chicago. Okay, that's that's what that's what I thought because I, I didn't see you be relocating to Pacticana in the yacht area. No. <laughs> I have I my wife is from the Boston area, so I've been I, I love that part of the country, but I didn't think that you were gonna leave Chicago for Boston. No, not no. yet. <laughs> oh. No, when I say not yet, so my son is um he's a junior, so maybe in two years, but I don't think I mean like in today's day and age you don't have to. You don't right. have to physically be wherever. And they're pretty much a remote company. They have offices in New York, Boston, now Chicago, like, and then I think they have 60, don't quote me on the numbers, but they have, I think 60 remote accountants and like a, a lot of their team is remote. So it's just different. And that was one, that was one of my questions I have is that I, I was going to make the assumption that it is a very remote organization that you've got people scattered out all over the United States where not everybody's in that one place as in the old school way of doing right. business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you, you were doing that with your firm where you had... For 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not new. No, no. <laughs> and, it's, and it's very... And with technology, and I, I love Zoom because we're having this conversation, you know, you, you don't have to get up and go someplace. You don't have to get... You can have the conversation. You can get the work done. There's so much, so many different so, tools out there. So yeah, so before I talked to you, I was talking to another tech startup guy in Israel, right? Oh. Like, so again, it's like yeah. the, the biggest problem for me is time. Like when I say like what time I am on, like I don't know when my appointments are. <laughs> my, 
Are we on Eastern time, Western time? Like seriously, my calendar is like the biggest issue for me because I never know what time it is and where I'm supposed to be. Oh, so, but. Because of the time zone differences and right, the changes, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when you travel, your your calendar right. changes. Right. That's, that's a frustrating thing. And I thought we had lunch at 12. No, no, right. Why is it at 11? Well, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it was so funny too, because I emailed someone yesterday and this is funny. This was really funny too. He goes, he says, your calendar says, Four or whatever he says, I or says three. He says I told you I wouldn't be there till four. And I was like, oh, my calendar's on Chicago time right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> and that's funny because you know, in the way that you know Greek Americans are on Greek time, right? I mean, it's Chicago time, which made me think of of, yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, my calendar's on Chicago time. I love that, but it. it <laughs> It was for four. I mean, truly, the way it was set up, it was for the right time. It was just the way. It, so whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Jody, I'm going to let you get back to work. Um, I can't thank you enough for taking time. I'm like I said, I'm so excited for this new venture uh, that you're uh, doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm. It's fun watching your career, uh, I, and I am looking forward to seeing where this takes you and what's next. Yeah. Oh. Who knows what's next? That's all I have to say. But that's awesome. Thank you for interviewing me. And, you know, if you want to connect with me, don't be shy. You can connect with me at theradicalcpa.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Jody Paid Our CPA. I'm everywhere. I'm sure I'm not too hard to find. <laughs> no, you're not. You're also on Instagram. Yes, I'm yes. on Instagram now. Yeah. So yes. you're on, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, thank you, Jody. Best of luck. And, and um, please tell Byron Patrick I said hello. I will. And awesome. to call me sometime. I will. All right. Thank you. Thanks. I want to thank Jody today for sharing her knowledge about the efficiency that bots can have in our practices and how it can help our clients. Now that you have listened to this entire episode, how are you and your organization going to determine what are the necessary steps in incorporating artificial intelligence into your practice to help your clients? How are you going to change your mindset and embrace technology as it relates to bots and artificial intelligence? Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you download your podcast from. Also, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Be safe, stay healthy, and make today your best day. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.